It's Nia. I create custom couture wedding veils for my unapologetically fabulous brides through my brand, Love Always by Nia Imani. Check me out at niaimani.com. Hey, friend. Hey. Hey. Back again, guys. Welcome to a new episode of You Thought It, We Said It. It is Nia Imani here. And I'm Kanisha B. And we're your hosts. <laughs> Back. <laughs> Uh, friend. All right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't have one either. Me neither. Me neither. Okay, friends. So, um, you know what time it is. Here's a segment that we like to call You Just Got Worded. And we don't have any words. I did it this time. I went high. I did the high. I'm so proud of you. See, See, we're getting it together, harmonizing for the good people. (laughs) Um, okay, let's really quickly. I'm going to go to Merriam-Webster. And I'm going to go to my list. We did start a list. We, she, we did that. And I know which word now from the list. Because I just looked at it earlier today. Okay. And my word is esoteric. Right? You are fancy. Listen, I'm just trying to be out here. <laughs> I love that. some weapons in their arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I have to look it up, though. Let's see. Esoteric is spelled E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C definition and i bet there might be somebody who already knows what it means mm-hmm. as they listen to it like oh i know what it means so mm-hmm. tell us tell us while you're waiting for me <laughs> i'll listen they yelled it just now <laughs> it means so it's an adjective and it means intended for or likely to be understood only by a small number of people with a specialized knowledge or interest this is actually funny because I've been reading my horoscope on different like horoscope pages on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't take them very seriously because yeah. it's such a broad kind of generalization for people. Because mm-hmm. you can be born in a different year, you can be born in a different place, and your personality might not be the same just because you're that sign. Right. But there is certain common themes. And there's one Instagram page, it's called Drunk Horoscope, I think it's called. Mm. And it's it's hilarious. Is it like drunk horoscope Aquarius or is it just no period? Okay. And they do like a series of three posts and it's the same kind of meme, but they change it up based on the the horoscope. horoscope. So they'll have slides for each post. Gotcha. Um and one common thing that they seem to think Aquariuses have is that we need to be different and feel the need to tell people that we're different. And our common phrase is you wouldn't understand. <laughs> this is above me now, okay? So esoteric fits right in line with that. That's interesting that I chose that word, huh? Because you guys wouldn't understand. <laughs> but um, if I... Let's see, I have to use it in a sentence, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I mean, you kind of just did. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. You because uh, I'm not, yeah. You're good. I'm a glass of wine in. And so I'm Nine, good. Three. Esoteric, it's an adjective. <laughs> use it in a sentence. I love that. Um, okay, I found one. I just went to Merriam-Webster, and I went to the word of the day. And the word for today is irascible. Irascible? Can you press play so you can say it? I don't know. If... Okay, so we played it. <laughs> and uh, the word is definitely irascible. And it means having, it's an adjective that means having or showing a tendency to be easily angered. Hmm. I like it. I used to be irascible. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. 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 Well, Especially after drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Homecoming. I feel like homecoming was a season of irascibility. It could have been anybody's coming. <laughs> and I had enough drinks. I was just ready. And I'm glad I'm not. Boom. Anymore. Nia has a whole example for y'all. <laughs> um, the word of the day. We are going to tell you why you need to be aware of irascible people that you date. Hmm. I like it. Done today's episode there you go oh what friend are you today oh we definitely skipped that huh? yes oh i'm the Susie homemaker friend today she's uh, over here chefing it up and we've got wine yes. red sweet cheers <laughs> i made my friends some chili which we're about to eat after this mm-hmm. and some ginger lemonade which is chilling as we speak so I forgot about that. that Girl, I didn't. <laughs> the back of my throat is already kicking. <laughs> I cannot wait. Well, yes, that's me. What friend are you today? I am the... Um, 
Go with the flow, friend. I'm just flowing today. You know, I got on my flowy pants. <laughs> uh, Your Kuwait like, pants. Yes, Kuwaiti. I am Kuwaiti today. Um, and I am just flowing with whatever it is that needs to be done today. And whatever I didn't get to do, will get done eventually. Yep. But, you know. There you go. It's almost party time. Because yes. we're turning up this weekend. Yes. So, I like it. I like it. Done and done. All right. Let's talk about today's podcast episode. Um, we're talking about mental health. And do not even think about pressing the end button because <laughs> you don't even know where we're going with this. So, listen up. Um, so, we talk a lot about mental health in little segments and little pieces on our podcast. But I don't think we've done one where we kind of share more and expound on mental health. Right. right. Not this season. Right. Yeah. Um, so beyond the therapy, which not everybody is, is at the level or not everybody's there yet. Not everybody's with therapy. We get it. We get it. We've got friends. Right. Um, but there are so many other things that you can do to improve your mental health, to protect your mental health, to safeguard yourself mentally from the chaos in the world. And today we are just dishing about that. Yeah. Um, cause there's levels to it. Definitely. And we have progressed mm-hmm. level to level and, um, I'm happy that I chronicle that. Mm. How do you chronicle Journal. your journey? I am not very... Okay, so let me tell you what I did. Okay. I, I When I can't journal, written journal, I uh-huh. voice note myself. That's smart. If I have something to say, and it's like... Because I'm super fucking lazy. <laughs> um, and if I'm laying down and my journal is in my drawer, mm-hmm. my arms are not the length to get to the drawer. Yeah. And I push my, my nightstand further away so when I put my phone on, it encourages me to step out of the bed to get it to turn the alarm off. Mm. Super stupid idea. That shit is the worst. Um, but anyway, so the journal's too far away. And so when I'm being lazy, I like reach mad far, get the phone, and then just voice <laughs> note um, a journal entry. Yeah. And writing, it seems like you've written two pages, but when you say it, it's like a minute and 30 seconds. Right. So it's easier for me to keep track of the voice notes. And I know when I lost my puppy, that's what I did. Because I didn't feel like writing. I was just super just like whatever. And I just voice noted how I was feeling. And so now I go back and listen. I'm like, you have done so well. <laughs> Your voice was so shaky. You were so Aww. afraid to say these things to yourself. So yeah, that is... Um, I think that's such a great tool that yeah. would help a lot of people. Mm. Um, I am not one to journal. Mm. I journal sometimes when I have like a really crazy dream that I don't... I feel like it has some significance, but I don't know what it is. Gotcha. Maybe writing it out helps Did me. you write out that Fat Joe dream? No, because I won't forget you, it. Okay, because I'm over <laughs> here like, I don't know what the significance is, friend, but it was... She had such a vivid-ass dream. Was. And it was a long one, too. She had scenes. There were scenes. It was crazy. Maybe I should tell them. So go on. <laughs> that people so, want to know. It was in between, like at the end of the REM cycle, where you're supposed to be up, mm-hmm. but you don't want to get up, so mm-hmm. you're still asleep. And so it was between eleven, between eight and ten a.m. And so I was, I don't know where. Oh, okay, I don't know how I met Fat Joe, but we were <laughs> thick as thieves, and we were in the country, like North Carolina country. That's mm-hmm. what it seemed like to me. So trailer parks small houses but a lot of land yeah and so his sister was getting married so i was there with him it wasn't like a date kind of thing but he was definitely trying to mecca me and like Uh, um she's gotta gotta have have it it. so he was almost that character but not so (laughs) he wasn't so extra like he normally is on that show Mm -hmm. but he was like fat joe-esque Mm. So where this chair is set up on the front lawn and I'm watching everybody get married and then all of a sudden I look to my right and there's like a little bodega, but it's like a mobile bodega. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? This is so random. Like people are dancing and stuff, but then it's a long ass line at this bodega. Yeah. And I'm like, I forgot who I nudged. It was somebody who <laughs> I knew who was there besides Fat Joe. And I was like, that's why he always got money. He just knows how to make money. Like, where else would you go to get these bodega items when you're in the country? Right right here. And so, anyway, that was the dream. But that one, I I won't forget. Because it was so random and so crazy. And I don't know why I had it. I don't know why Fat Joe was in the dream. Yeah. But I had, like, kind of, like, a liking towards him. Mm. But not super, like, oh, I'm in love with him. Like a Mecca. A Mecca, exactly. That kind of situation. And so I was Mecca in that 
That's that crazy. Dream. It's yeah. crazy that you remember it so vividly because a lot of times we'll have like super long, lengthy dreams mm-hmm. and you wake up and you just be like, yo, I was in a field. Right. It was mad flowers. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I remembered it when I was having it, but I definitely don't remember <laughs> now. So, right. So, um, yeah, usually when I journal, it's because I had a dream about something or something random happened to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm still trying to decipher it. Mm-hmm. But the only time I actually use the voice note was when I came up with a business idea mm-hmm. and a couple of times I use that for business ideas but I think that would definitely help me and maybe other people who don't feel comfortable putting a pen to paper Mm. to write out their thoughts yeah or maybe just don't have enough or don't make enough time to do it Mm -hmm. so I think that's a really good option for people and I'm gonna start using that more yeah I was in my car about to go into work this was like one of the first days that I had to go back to work after my dog died and Mm -hmm. I just felt some sort of way and I didn't have my journal and so I was like, I don't want to forget the thoughts that I'm having because the the initial thought was to to voice note it and then go write it because mm-hmm. I'm good at transcribing. Yeah. So I was supposed to do that and never did that shit. Mm-hmm. And, but I just kept going. Like that night as I was listening to the voice note, I just recorded another one. Mm-hmm. And then so it just spiraled into that out of, out of that, that act there. And now it's like even when I'm in, you know, I'm flying or wherever I am, I yeah. can record a message to myself mm-hmm. to remind myself of how I'm feeling. Yeah. And so I feel like it, it's journaling. It's therapy for me. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could imagine people thinking right now, like, yeah, that's a good idea. But my shit is always saying storage low. <laughs> that part. <laughs> well, first of all, listen, I'm someone who's about to spend $13 on a burger in two nights to go stand in line at the Saudi Vegan for two hours. Granted, there's fries with it, but whatever. <laughs> Not gonna afford to spend thirteen dollars on a burger and fries. I can afford a dollar a month on extra storage with Apple. I paid that thing for a year. I'm like, take your twelve dollars and keep it moving. It's just, it's enough storage. Yeah. Once you buy nine ninety nine, it definitely is enough. And yeah. I mean, you can upload tons of photos to Google Photos. Mm-hmm. Upload tons of files to that Google too. Drive. Like, there's so many things that you can get stuff off of your phone like physically storage off your phone and put it into somebody's cloud yeah but the voice notes to me are super important it's something that i back up to because i i just always want to have them that's a good idea yeah so um you know that's one of the tips for me i guess (laughs) yeah so let's talk about it okay before you hit therapy what did mental health look like to you like how did you strengthen yourself mentally while you were going through something or once you while you were going through something because it was at that time yeah I think for me the first level of being aware of your mental health is awareness Mm -hmm. period so acknowledging where you are in your life in your situation Mm -hmm. in your relationships Figuring out what's working and what's not working Mm -hmm. and deciding that you want to do better. Because a lot of times people expect their lives to just change, but they're not in the mental state to want to because they're not even being real with themselves that this is what's happening. Not aware, yeah. They're, you know, the blame game is going Mm -hmm. on. We're pointing fingers at other people Mm -hmm. and expecting our lives to change because somebody else needs or after someone else changes Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with anyone else but you right and so i think the first part for me was being aware of my role in my life and my situations Mm -hmm. and how i could change that that's very real yeah what was what was your starting point asking questions Mm -hmm. i'm super inquisitive especially when i don't know things i'm like in my head at that right like why did you say that why did you act like that why did you react like that? why did that make you mad what mm-hmm. is happening you know like i ask what is happening at least 30 times a day guys mm-hmm. that is like my favorite question like what is happening and so whenever i'm going through something or whenever i'm like stuck mentally i start to become super inquisitive mm-hmm. and not only do i ask myself the questions but i ask other people right like you know there was a situation this week and i had to call Nia. i was like i don't know if i'm doing this right like i don't know what's happening i don't know what to do but I, i'm doing something but you know so i get in that that way when mentally i'm kind of like uh all over yeah. the place um and like you said th- just the awareness because i am aware that i don't know or that i'm feeling however i'm feeling and mm-hmm. then that kind of pushes the need to ask the questions yeah. that really need to be asked. And introspection, that's what I would label that as, right? Like doing introspection, asking yourself tons of things. And then, is it outrospection? It sounds good. <laughs> we'll doing go with that for Doing outrospection now. and, you know, seeking help that 
doesn't have to be therapy, but your close friends, like whoever you confide in, counselors, advisors, mentors, just asking people who you trust their opinions and trust their advice. And you know that they're going to be honest with you. Yeah. Because that, that is necessary. I was talking about this yesterday with people who are older than me. I'm like, they, they were talking about having tons of conversations, a series of conversations. And I was like, I need to record this because even though younger generations might not necessarily ask for it right now, we still need it. Yeah. And if we're not privy to the conversations, we're missing the knowledge. The gems are just being lost because mm-hmm. we may never see the videos that you record. Yeah. So, like, record it for people, right? And so um, just seeking that knowledge from people who are older or people who have different experiences yeah. definitely helps me mentally. And something that goes along the lines of that, too, is understanding and deciphering with, between who you need to talk about things with and who you shouldn't. For sure. Because... <laughs> <laughs> for sure. There are quite a few things that could set you back on your journey to um, exemplary mentally, mental health. Mm-hmm. And one of them is other people. Sometimes you think that, you know, you, one person, whether it's your parent or a friend of yours, is someone that can help you with all facets of your life. And that's not true. Like, nobody true. is your everything. And yep. not even in relationships. And yep. a lot of people expect their significant other to be their everything. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to be their own everything. Right. Like, Figuring they, it out. Yeah, they're still trying to figure themselves out, too. We're always trying to figure our own selves out. So mm-hmm. I can't be everything to you if I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I don't even know what you're going to need yet. But I will be here, you know, to help you hold your hand and let yeah. you figure it out for yourself. But understanding who you can confide in based on their experiences Mm. and it goes into knowing that person like what have they been through being vulnerable enough to have conversations about what they've gone through and deciding okay well this is something that she knows about Mm because she's done it before Mm -hmm. maybe she didn't do it as well as she wanted to Mm -hmm. but her explaining to me how she messed up in that situation could help me make the better decision when I'm in the same situation too. For sure. So I think that's very important because who you surround yourself is with everything. is very important. It's mental health. Yes. People, you know, you may not necessarily in this moment see it, but if you are in dark spaces, the chances around the chances are that the people around you are not helping you come out of that. Mm-hmm. Unless you're starting to seek that out, right? Like Anytime that I've been in a dark space and not had anybody to talk to or turn to, it's because I didn't trust those people. They weren't the best people for me to be around. Like, they didn't have any experiences that were going to help me come out of it, which is why I didn't feel like talking to them because I'm not talking just to be talking. Right. Like, all those things, you know, your surroundings affect you mentally. And you always want to make sure that you seek out people who are light. Mm-hmm. because darkness is real yeah. and we all experience it and no one is exempt from it right. and it's going to happen. And so you, even if it doesn't, you know, you're like, Oh, my life has been great so far. Like, trust me, it comes yeah. and you want to be prepared for it. You don't want to have to seek it out in the midst of a breakup or in the midst of losing a job or in the midst of, you know, somebody dying. Like you want to be prepared for these things, knowing that they happen. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had that knowledge even from a very young age, I sought out older counsel, yeah. you know, beyond my parents because I understood that they didn't experience everything that I wanted to experience. Mm-hmm. So if I was going to be prepared for the things that I wanted, I had to go seek people who had done it. Yeah. And I started looking for mentors at a super early age and was grateful to find some dope people who had been through some ish. So that when I did go through the dark spaces, I was like, let me just call. Because I know I can't, you know, my mom could help, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be the help that I need. You know, I've never been good at seeking help from hmm. older people. Really? Period. I've ne- like I've had a couple of mentors in my life, mm-hmm. but that's like it's not. It's never been a deep relationship mm-hmm. or a long lasting one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might stem back to my parents. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this on a live before. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just I never was able to do that. I, to this, like right now, if you ask me who my mentor is, it would be people who I don't know. They're yeah. mentors in my head. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's something that I don't know. Maybe I have to go to therapy and figure mm. out why. And some things don't need a why. Some things are just like, okay, I want to do this. Right. And this is how I'm going to move forward and right. do it. But yeah, I just, I never ever was able to do that. I started to seek counsel from my friends until mm-hmm. I realized that they didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I just 
Maybe the older people know. And I'm always, you know me, I'm old anyway. Like, I was born a whole fucking grandma. Yeah. So, I just connected with older people so easily. Like, talking to them was, like, the joy of my life. And I loved history. And, you know, they always want to tell you stories. Mm -hmm. And the stories made stories for me and all this other stuff. So, I loved talking to, my mom worked with older people. She would take care of them. So, I would just be at work with her. And I was just around old people. (laughs) And so, it just made sense that I got them. And then... Not that my mentors are older that much, but they're definitely older than me. They're yeah. my parents' age. So yeah. um but but yeah, that's another way that I've kinda tackled that whole before therapy, let me just talk to people who have been through shit mm-hmm. and are real about what they've been through. I don't want that coddle like, Oh, you're you're gonna make it, you know, yeah. just sick be like, You about to go through some bullshit. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is some trash. But you know what? You're gonna con- be consistent and you're gonna look for the little things and then you're gonna be okay. Yeah. It'll all work out. And that part is what I'm attracted to. Yeah. In addition to that, I think it's important to have conversations, period. For sure. Because a lot of people think that mental health, yes, it does start with you. Mm-hmm. And it continues with you throughout your life. But we need to have safe spaces and safe environments to have these kinds of conversations with our peers mm-hmm. and people who are older than us, people mm-hmm. who are younger than us, too. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're all trying to figure this shit out. Word. And if we put all our brains together... I think we're way more powerful in that way. For sure. And maybe you're not super vulnerable about every single thing that's going on in your life, but maybe you have questions. Like, mm-hmm. how are you dealing with this? Because I'm in over my head Can't see. in my job. Like, I don't know how to move forward because people are getting on my goddamn nerves. I want to stay here. What did you do? What, did, what, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. Like, you know, things like that. Yeah. And it's, it might sound like career advice, but at the same time, it's how do, you, how do I make sense of this in my head? Mm-hmm. And how do I reconcile my feelings with my wants mm-hmm. in this career or whatever the situation is? Yeah. And having the ability to have those types of conversations with people is so important. And I don't think we value that enough. You and I were fortunate, to have to, fortunate enough to have such a dope friend group that mm-hmm. we can and we do have these conversations but I know there's a lot of people out there who are lacking that Yeah, and part of the reason why we created this podcast I was about podcast, to say, hopefully they're listening right. hopefully y'all are here, <laughs> we need you here for this right, but um, you know I know it's tough to make new friends as an adult yes. in certain ways, but you know if we could be your friends in your head we're here Please and that's why we do the lives too, yep. because we have an audience that hears what we're going, what we're talking about. And we had a friend today who was listening to our podcast, and she's like live texting us as she's mm-hmm. listening to it. And I was in my head, I'm like, that's dope that she has the ability to do that. Just le- legit reach out to the host of the podcast, and say, oh my god, I did that too. I heard that Love too. This. And you know, maybe you guys instead of texting us, it's a DM or right. whatever. Like right. we'll respond. We're on our um, Instagram Monday through Friday for the most part. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's important to have that kind of tribe. Tribe is everything. Mm-hmm. The life can be done alone, but I mean, why? Yeah. It's so dry, y'all. <laughs> it's super dry. And when you, I think that it starts with, if we talk about this, like doing your own work. Yeah. Like you attract everything in your life. You attract it by being. And I posted something in my story like yesterday or today, and it was just like, you know, when you stop seeking perfection and start like being intentional about being present with who you are. That's when the perfection starts to happen. That's when you start to glow and be and just attract whatever it is that you want is when you stop seeking things outwardly and start saying, you know what, I'm becoming this. This is who I am now. This is what I want now. This is where I'm going next. Like that level of thinking and talk Mm -hmm. created our tribe. Yeah. Because when I, even before I got to Howard, I was like, I'm not going there with no friends, but you know what? I'm not about to think about that. I'm about to make the best friends ever. Every time I talk to somebody about college, they were like, you're going to have lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to make lifelong friends. (laughs) Uh, And then I got in and my first week I made my best friend, like my best friend group, like day one, literally day one type ish. And for the majority, <laughs> like the right. first week I met all of y'all mm-hmm. and we've been friends since day one. Yeah. And so that, that was my thinking in high school. Like I'm leaving my best friend and you know, my best friend went to Morehouse and I was super stressed, but I was like, I'm just going to make new friends. They're going to be great. They're going to love me. And I was definitely voting for everybody to be from New York and <laughs> got it. 
Don't nobody told me that was manifestation, but you can't tell me that I ain't gonna have some New York ass friends. I wanted to be like clueless, but from New York. Yes, I love that. Such yes. a good vibe. That was beyond. <laughs> Before we knew Stacey girl, Dash was trash. Uh, throw the whole girl away. But um, yes. anywho, so that level of you know just talking about what it is that you want or where you are where you're gonna be or who you are now even Mm -hmm. is what attracts the tribe is what attracts the mentors to me like anytime i don't know something i'll be like i'm just gonna be somebody Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what it is i don't know i'm not gonna put it out there they're not gonna be black white or different i'm just gonna be somebody they're gonna connect the dots for me and then boom i'll have what i need yes and it happens it sure does love it the universe is crazy it is i think this is a great time to take a break let's do it we'll be back it's nia if you're an unapologetically fabulous bride-to-be or if you know one you both need to check out my website niaimani.com i create custom couture wedding veils and i also restore vintage and heirloom wedding veils now just for our you thought it we said it listeners i'm giving away a free garter to the next 10 people who sign up for my newsletter head to niaimani.com right now to get your free garter that's niaimani.com And we're back. <laughs> I had to you know I, I was ready. Because I'm like, I'm about to say it, but nope, I'm not going to say it because she's going to say it first. <laughs> I, listened, <laughs> I listened to the last podcast and I was so mad. I was like, what happened? I can't have friends that I know for this long. That is Sorry. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so we were just consulting with another best friend of ours about this podcast episode because she's here in the audience. Best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow New Yorker, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing. One of our day one Howard friends that we all met in um, freshman week. Yes. Um, But yeah, we're just talking to her about the first segment and started talking about what we're going to talk about next. And Mm -hmm. Kanisha was like, you know what? Not about to cry. And I'm like, don't cry, friend. But I immediately retracted it because I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, you can cry. It's all right. We're so programmed to be strong mm-hmm. and I think as black women period I think that is right um that's part of our DNA is mm-hmm. you have to be strong like keep it together keep going yeah no don't matter let them what see you sweat don't let them see you cry exactly but we have to change that narrative For sure. especially around our people who we should be able to be vulnerable with and so that's why I retracted I'm like no you can cry like yeah. it's the safe space that's okay and so I just had to say, I'm like, can we press play? Because yeah, I got to say that, get that out to people. Without being recorded. Right. Because y'all have to, we have to change that narrative, y'all. Like, And in piggybacking off of that, I mm-hmm. realized that a lot of times, especially black women, and this mm-hmm. is an experience that I've had with my mom and my grandma, they struggle to say I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they don't love me. That's not, yeah. I've never thought that. But I'm like, why do they struggle with that? Mm-hmm. And it's because... They have so much other shit that that's not... Like, love is last Mm. for them in that way, in, like, a verbal way. They show love in so many other ways, and they're clouded with so much other things that when they take the layers off, they start to become more vulnerable. Mm. And it's because they've been taught to hold on to so many other things and have to care about this one and have to carry this and have to do this that, like, someone saying, like, it's okay to cry. Yeah. How many times have they heard that? Mm. Right? Like, how many times have they said, just give me a hug? Right. Like, no one says that. You know, no one's like, I'm so sad. Like, all right, give me a hug. Like, what you what you crying about? Mm. Go, right. you know, like, go lay down. Like, that. Yeah. Well, it's not an response to me, response to me being sad. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't be. But now that they're older, even though my grandmother says thank you when I tell her I love her, oh. it's closer than her hanging up the phone on me. You know, like, I'm, we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> and she's right. Like, Baby steps. Right. Sometimes. And even my mom. My mom will say it now, but when I was growing up, I was like, she, it's weird, but mm-hmm. okay, I get it. You know? Yeah. And um, I see her peeling back layers now that she has more space to not be so guarded. Mm-hmm. Now that she, you know, is feeling loved and she's not stressed out and she doesn't have, like, three young kids to worry about going home to every day. Like, yeah. now I see her being freer. And so I appreciate you allowing me to be free. Absolutely. Of course. Always. 
And I will check my language on a regular basis, not just with you and my friends, but family and mm-hmm. people in general, because we're so used to saying certain things like, okay, I'm not going to cry or don't cry mm-hmm. or whatever. It's okay. But it's you're okay. aware. Step one, awareness. Boom. Yes. Yes. We it. almost did. And then you did the intro, outro inspection at the same time. You was like, wait, wait. Right. I'm not about to tell you that. <laughs> you good, girl. Go ahead and tear up. You working your steps. Come on. Listen, We're about sh- to create the 12 step program Hello. to bomb ass mental health yes. for black girls who love rainbows. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes, it's a movement. It's a movement. I'm about to start a march. <laughs> I'm starting a hashtag. You know, I love a good hashtag, I love a theme. Yes. Um, but no, I was, I was, when we were having the conversation about what to speak about on the second segment of this podcast, I instantly thought about having uh, thoughts of, like, suicidal thoughts in L.A., mm-hmm. right? And how I worked through that. And not really, um, I mean, this was before I went to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And so how I worked through going from being super depressed, not even knowing that I was depressed because I didn't put a word to it until after I came out of it. But in that moment... When I lived in L.A., I was going through some tough shit in my relationship and my job. Like, I, all of it, it was just just traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. And even being out there, being so far away from family, and even though Nia was hours away, you know, she had her own life going. Like, it was just, I was just, I felt like I was by myself. And when I wasn't depressed anymore, I described it as, you know, being alone in a full room. Because mm-hmm. I felt like everywhere I went, nobody got it. Nobody saw me. Nobody understood me. I was just really fucking blank. Hmm. And because I didn't really have an identity in L.A., like I have an identity in D.C., you know, I saw myself. In, I had definitely had an identity in New York. I didn't have a thing in L.A. Like, hmm. I didn't have a spot. Nobody knew my mama. Nobody knew me growing up. You know, I didn't have family there. It didn't feel like a home to me. Yeah. And all my friends that lived there were, were all growing. You know, mm-hmm. we were going through our own shit, and nobody had the time or the space to worry about me not being very nice or they didn't see that I was meaner than usual or that I was grumpy or like nobody noticed the little changes. Yeah. And it got to a point where yoga was my saving grace, meditation was my saving grace. And one of my friends who actually moved out there, Angie, she was a, a big part of that. And of course Nia was too because I got to go to San Diego mm-hmm. and escape the life of LA whenever I needed to. And you know, when I was going through it, every day, what I sought to do was just laugh one time. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could laugh one time for the day, I was like, cool, like, you did good today, yeah. you know? And it's hard to do when you don't find shit funny. Mm-hmm. Nothing about life was funny at that time. I was riding the bus. You know, I had come from living in a motherfucking uh, a condo in Harlem, mm-hmm. overlooking 125th Street, to, like, living in some chateau-type nothing. Not even chateau. <laughs> I'm lying. I was going to say that sounds Yeah, crazy. that was very <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> chateau in my head, bitch. It was... Uh, <laughs> Um, bed bugs. I had never had bugs. It was like it was bed bugs everywhere. I had too many experiences with bed bugs. It was just it was super traumatic. I was hella broke. I didn't have a car. Like I didn't have money to spend to buy me the things that I wanted to buy, even food in that way. And I didn't have family there. Mm. And so I just went through a period of like six months where I just shut down. I was not very nice. I was definitely pretending faking every fucking thing that's when i started making videos on instagram because i'm like okay if i need to be light for uh, for myself like i'm gonna share this shit with other people Mm -hmm. and people started resonating with the videos i don't even know how because i was in this super dark place and one day i was just like i could just end all this shit i don't know nobody would realize it Mm -hmm. because i didn't see myself anymore like where was i i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know why i was here None of that shit mattered to me. And I didn't have money to go get no damn therapist. Yeah. I was just... It was such a low space for me because I didn't feel anything. Like, I didn't feel needed. I didn't feel like... Not that... I knew people loved me, but I was just like, it's just so much going on in the world. It would be okay if I just wasn't anymore. Like, that's just how I felt. Like, it's cool. And I don't know when it clicked for me. I don't know when it hit that, like, you know, I was going to be okay. But I do remember feeling like 
I have to see my nephew again. That was one of the things that I was like super like adamant about. Like this nigga's gonna know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to have a nephew and he not know how dope I am out yeah. here. I've done a lot of work so that I can like mold somebody else's child because of course <laughs> you know <laughs> like me having kids is don't start with me. I've my got my gun out. So I am not afraid to use it. <laughs> okay, well. but um. My nephew knowing me was super important to me. And I just was like, if I could just make it these six months. So three months into living in L.A., I realized that I hated it. Mm. And that I needed to leave ASAP because I was so, so sad. And I gave myself a six-month timeline to save up enough money to move back. Mm. And I did. So I lived in L.A. for nine months. And during those six months, I just kept telling myself, like, I'm going to see my nephew for his second, for his first birthday. I'm going to see my nephew for his first birthday. And that was, like, saving grace for me. Because I knew that if I could just make it to his first birthday in December, I was going to be so good. He was going to know me, and I was going to be cool. And as soon as I got back over here, shift. Mm. Super fucking shift. Like, I didn't even have money came back over here. I'm going to tell him it was $700, no job. Mm. I lied to get a car. I lied to get a job. I lied to get an apartment. I lied to get every fucking thing I have here. And... It worked. <laughs> like, I'm about to lie about that shit. But, I mean, I did what I had to do to make sure I was going to be alive for my nephew. And mm-hmm. I love him to the very core of who I am because I feel like he definitely saved my life. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't want to see him, I don't know if I would be here. You know, like, that is the realest thing ever. Like, I just wanted to see my nephew again. I left him when he was almost three months old, the day before he turned three months old. And I was just like, if I could go see my nephew, like, I'm going to be good. And... Well, I'm glad you're here. First of all, I would have drilled right up that fucking five highway (laughs) to figure out what the fuck is going on. So much. Because like you said, you know, I was going through my own shit too, so I couldn't see the forest from the trees. Right. But ain't no way in hell you wouldn't have been here. Girl, I was like... It was up to me. In LA, it was so easy to disappear. Mm. It was so easy to disappear. Like, I didn't have money to go out. Nobody was checking why I wasn't coming out. You know, Mm. I went to work and came home. I took a bus literally the same street to work and back home like it didn't turn nowhere none of that shit i could have just disappeared really and that's how i felt i felt super invisible at work i was the only black person invisible as fuck you know like the people who realized that i was there were the employees in the kitchen who were mexican and hispanic and because i spoke spanish we you know we got each other yeah and they understood but of course they had their own lives and somebody actually committed suicide while i was at work which is what put the thought in my head that it would be okay because they didn't know that he had died for like five days in his house. Oh my god! That was really what it was. He killed. He killed himself. Somebody he worked with. Somebody I worked with in the kitchen, and nobody knew he was missing for five whole days. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I thought about that shit. Like that's crazy. People could really disappear, mm. and they wouldn't know until you didn't show up for work. Mm. And that was my thought. Like, okay, like I could definitely disappear, and nobody would know until I didn't show up for work. And that would be it. But I was like, I'm not about to have my mama have to flow my body all the way back to the Ugh. next. She's going to curse me out whole time. She's going to be like, this bitch couldn't die over here. You can't die in this time zone. I can hear her now yelling at me in the grave. Like, what is your problem? You know, we got money for this. Oh, my God. So I thought about all, <laughs> I thought about all that shit. Like, she's going to kill me again. <laughs> and... You know, I, I really just didn't want my nephew to knew, know that I went out like that. Like, mm-hmm. I I definitely love everybody else, but I was like, I'm not about to have my nephew be like, yeah, my aunt committed suicide. Like, that wasn't my storyline for him. Yeah. So, I just figured, like, I'm going to just see him again. And when I saw him again, it was love at first sight again. I taught him so much. Like, that's my homie. And even yeah. though I'm not the aunt that's closest to him, just having him here, he comes down for the summers, like, that connection... Is always going to be there for me. So he definitely yeah. saved me. I am so glad that you're here. Thanks for all things being equal. Aren't you glad that you decided for sure. to stick around? Not <laughs> even for your nephew. Like all the things that you've accomplished, yeah, all the growth that you've had since then, yes. all the things you've been able to see, the places you've been. Girl, uh, isn't I, it worth it? I'm telling you, if y'all go on my Instagram, watch every video from Dubai, and, and I cried. Every day I was there because I couldn't believe that I almost killed myself. Mm. I could not believe it. I was like, I would have missed this. Mm. That to me was, I was on the plane bawling, like straight tears. I mean, I got tissues out of my purse. I was crying, crying. Viola Davis, ugly crying. <laughs> crying. I was on that plane bawling by myself because I'm like, I was going to miss this. 
Mm. I could, I was so mad at myself in that moment. And then at the same time, forgave myself. Yeah. Because everybody goes through shit. And I had never had a conversation with any adult, black, white, male, female, that said, you are good. You might be depressed. And this is what it looks like. And this is how it feels. And this is what you do. And this is who you talk to. No one had ever talked to me about that. And when I came out of it and I spoke about it to my parents, you know, then it's like, oh, I've been there. Like, mm. you have. <laughs> when? Where was I? What did we do? You right. know, like, were you depressed when I was in the house? Like, what did it look like? And mm-hmm. it might have been, you know, a series of things. And I know that when I talk to my parents now, looking back at some of their actions that may not have rubbed me the right way, it's probably because they were in a season of depression mm-hmm. or they were low in, in their spirit or they just weren't being, you know, fulfilled enough. There's so many things that contribute to somebody acting out or lashing out. I see that shit now. Yeah. With my family currently. And it's crazy. But, but now we can put words to it. Yeah. And now we know what the definitions are. We can say, like... You're depressed. You mm-hmm. need help. You need therapy. Whatever it is. Have you ever tried saying that shit to somebody who's older than Girl, you? Girl, uh, take your head off. Because, hello. My grandmother laughed and hung up. Okay? Because <laughs> I don't know who I was talking to. She's <laughs> like, I am 80-something. It is not happening here. And that's the thing. Like, you're Death. never too old never. to get better. Like, they'll be on pills that the doctor prescribes them in a heartbeat. But tell them about therapy, which doesn't, I mean, it'll cost you the copay to get there, but it's the work that comes out of it that makes you better. And it's not, the, no physical things involved, nothing. You don't got to pop a pill. Girl. You don't have to get on nobody's treadmill. You legit sit there and tell your story. And that will make the difference in so many other parts of your life, including your physical health. Yep. But that shit is taboo. But taking these drugs that are it's getting normal. people hooked. You know, that's you pay hundreds of thousands of millions. They're getting you that's every normal. day for that shit. That's normal. It's so sad that we think that freedom costs us money. Yeah. Right? Like, you can be so free in your house, in your bed. Mm-hmm. I've woken up feeling like I'm on a thousand with not much money in my bank account, in my house, mm-hmm. in my home that I pay my bills on. Mm-hmm. I woke up feeling so free. And it's because I've done the work to get that way. And I don't attribute that to what I have, what I have on, who I'm talking to, who's in... Like, none of that shit really matters. And I don't think that that part makes sense to a lot of people who see, like, oh, I'm healthy, so I'm free. But, like, if you're taking pills every day, are you healthy? Right. Probably Probably not. not. (laughs) Right? Like, it's it's a no. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's my story. Well, thank you for sharing. I know it's a lot. But you know what? I can only imagine the number of people you've helped and or saved just now just from revealing that. So you should feel proud of yourself for being here and for getting to this point where you can share your story. Because like you said, people in your family, people that you thought you knew didn't even tell you. Like, you had no inkling. I had no idea. And you're 20-something years old. Right. So who knows how long this has been going on. Crazy. Right? People are crazy. I'm so. like, y'all didn't warn a sister. Y'all had me out there looking crazy. I, I was so ashamed to have those thoughts. Mm. I was super ashamed. Because I'm the go-getter, the, the smiley one, the happy friend, the yeah. achiever. I could not say that I was depressed. Could not say that I was sad or that I had suicide. I could not say that. Who do you tell that to? Right. People would look at you like, you know. Like, I can't tell people that I wanted to get locks. More or less tell them that I was suicidal. Like, that is <laughs> not the same. Nobody's going to. No. I didn't know if my family would take, take me seriously, mm. number one. Number two, I didn't know. I knew that they could not help. Yeah. They couldn't help me with things that weren't that serious. They definitely couldn't help me with something like this. Nobody was about to say, go to therapy. Mm-hmm. None of my family would have told me, right. go talk to somebody that doesn't know you about your business. Like, that's taboo as hell. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I was going to fake it <laughs> until I made it. And lucky for me, I made it. But it's not everybody. That's not the end of everybody's story. Yeah. Some people don't know how to fake it until they make it. And I don't know how I got through it. Looking back, again, like I said, like Nia, my friend Angie, um, you know, my friends that were in L.A., and my nephew. Adrian. Adrian. Yoga with Adrian. <laughs> Yoga with Adrian. I need to meet her. That I would give her so the dope. biggest hug. I probably will cry on her shoulder because, <laughs> you know, 
she definitely saved me. Mm-hmm. Doing yoga and meditation definitely saved my life mm-hmm. for sure. So I will do yoga till I die. I will push it till I die. Mm-hmm. I will be here. Like I'll give you do it once a week. Yeah. Free it. Free yourself. Free your body. All that tension that I have from working a job that I hated, from being in a place that I hated, from being with someone that I just probably my spirit couldn't stand at the moment. All of that shit got released when I was doing yoga. I mm-hmm. felt like I could fly. I could hold myself up on my hands. Nigga, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> what you mean? I'm balancing my body weight. Like, <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, so there are definitely ways to come out of whatever season of darkness that you may enter. Yeah. And it doesn't always look like therapy. But sometimes it just looks like psyching yourself out. And sometimes it looks like... You know, having a vision of somebody you want to see again or somebody you want to meet or mm-hmm. a goal, just whatever goal you can present yourself that's tangible, realistic, you know, a smart acronym, right? Mm-hmm. A goal that you can see attaining and working towards that. Because everything I did was like, I'm going to see my nephew in December. I'm going to see him for Christmas. Yeah. He's going to know me. His birthday's going to be lit. Like mm-hmm. all these things. I, that's the idea that I just kept telling myself. Yeah. And I made it. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'll tell him that story when he's 18. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that, right? Because you mentioned how, you know, you found out that you had other relatives who were severely depressed and may still be. You don't even know. Mm -hmm. But how, after going through that, do you introduce that conversation, if you don't have a podcast, (laughs) to people that you know and love so that just in case they might go through it or they're currently going through it, that they feel they don't feel ashamed mm-hmm. that they can adjust because I think that's part of the problem, right? right? We don't know how to share this, yeah. especially as the people who are supposed to be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't tell my parents. Mm-hmm. I put up a fo- post on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's how they found out. Because mm-hmm. again, what could they do? Right. I knew. Even though I don't know what they would have said, I knew whatever they would have said wouldn't have helped me the way I needed to be helped. It would have been the level of help that they could afford to give me. Right. Which is just not what I needed. I didn't need to hear no scripture. Mm. I didn't want to hear, oh, you be all right. I didn't want to hear drink tea. I didn't mm. want to hear none of that shit. I wanted to hear some real tangible ass ABC, one, two, three, somebody tell me what I need to do. And I knew that they were not equipped with those materials. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even, I would, even when I got out of it, I was like, I'm not going to press this issue. It wasn't until I started to, again, get to a level where introspection was my thing i was asking myself questions about why my parents said this why they did this i went all the way back to childhood and reliving moments so that i can catch myself up to the present Mm -hmm. and i had a conversation with my parent and i was asking him about some of their actions that happened when i was in high school and it was in that moment he said i was depressed or so my dad said he was depressed right Mm -hmm. he experienced depression and this what that looked like Mm -hmm. and it made me understand him so much more because in that moment as a high school person i wasn't thinking about nobody depression you're a dad (laughs) you know dads don't get depressed (laughs) you got kids don't have time for this right but they're people too yeah and i don't even think in that moment i told him that that was what i experienced you know because again i didn't feel like it but when i put that post up i remember having a conversation with my mom and telling her about it she was like i didn't know that I'm like, nobody did, Mm. you know, nobody ever, even when I was in it, nobody ever knew. Not because they couldn't see me. People were like, you good, you okay? Now, again, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. I was great at it, so I could. But no, I wasn't okay. And she was like, man, that's crazy. Mm. But that was the conversation. Right. Right. And so I don't, you know, nobody's to blame for anything. I regret none of it. I am stronger because of it. And I understand that. What, who I am now, what people see today, is a product of this. Mm. But everybody doesn't show that. And I'm a vulnerable-ass person, so I definitely talk about my bouts with, you know, depressive thoughts and things like that. So that people understand that the strong friends get low. The happy friends get sad. It ain't always rainbows. Like, mm-hmm. shit ain't always hunky-dory. It gets real dark. And if you don't align yourself with people who lift your spirit, with things that make you happy, with the passions that you have in this life, you will get sucked into the sunken place Mm. and you won't come out. And that's what it looks like when we see people who are oblivious to life out here, just doing things like killing people for no reason and out here, you know, struggling with, with how hard it is to just be alive in this world. Like that's what the sunken place to me is, Mm. is when you can't get yourself out because you're too far in. Yeah. And so I try to, 
if I see something on Instagram or if I have a friend who says something that I'm like, a little shit. I know, now that I know what it looks like, I'm like on it. Yeah. Hey, you good? Like, right. you want to talk about it? Like, what's happening? Even people, you know, who I may not know personally, but I know through social spaces, I'm still going to reach out because I know that I was one call away from a different story. Hmm. One, one moment away from something totally different. I could have had one bad experience at work because I was treated like a motherfucking slave while I worked for, the, not by the people that I worked for, but by the clients that we had hmm. because I was black. And I could have had one event away from not being here because these people were ruthless and they didn't care about my depression and they didn't care about what I was going through. They didn't know none of it, right. you know? And so I don't know what people's story, stories are. And I never want anybody to feel alone like that mm-hmm. because that was a scary place to be in. And I couldn't believe that me of all people had gotten there. Yeah. That is what really, you know, makes me appreciative of people's vulnerability when they say like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is where I am. This is where I've been. That shit is real. Life is real for all of us, y'all. Yeah. And and it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. It's not easy. This shit, whoever said life is going to, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And and it sucks sometimes. But you know what? Again, you create the spaces that you're going to be in. So just keep pushing, y'all. And, and think the most positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And believe the most positive things. And I was just telling somebody this today. Find one thing a day that makes your life a little lighter. Mm-hmm. That makes you laugh. That makes you smile. That makes you think happy thoughts. For me, it was cookies. My nephew. <laughs> you know, I love bomb pops. Like, that's why when I love things, I love them. I'm yeah. like, oh, no, I love bomb pops. <laughs> because even if I have a bad day tomorrow, I could eat a bomb pop and be a little better yeah like it just lightens up my spirit just a little bit <laughs> and it's 247 in walmart yes so i, can't, I cannot <laughs> wait for them to sponsor you it's girl uh, give me my bomb pop please listen um, it's gonna happen but yeah i know that was long and drawn out no guys. this is necessary and i'm so thankful for you for sharing to you for sharing this because Thanks, you are providing so much insight into what that looks like because a lot of times people look at someone who looks like you confident um on their shit aware and think oh how could she possibly ever be depressed right she don't know what i'm going through this kenesha was not built last night nope it took a journey and 29 years (laughs) right People have to understand that, you know, there's a journey and we're running our own race. Yeah. And it's, you can't compare it to anyone else's. It looks so different. But so take yeah. some gems from that. Please do. Mm-hmm. Please do. And share it with someone who you feel, you know, you maybe can't connect with mm-hmm. on that level. Mm-hmm. But they might be going through a, a hard time. Um, so there's a series on Netflix. It's called 13 Reasons Why. I haven't watched it. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Have, have you seen it? Um, so apparently, there's like mixed reviews. A lot of people love it, and some people don't like it because they feel like it romanticizes suicide. Mm. Apparently, a kid or a couple kids commit suicide in the series. I have never seen it, so I can't vouch for it. Mm-hmm. But they're in like middle school and high school. So you mentioned, you know, you would share this story with your nephew at a certain point. Do you think? it would be beneficial to share with him sooner than sure. 18. And how would you even go about that? He's so smart, man. Yeah. He's super intuitive too, which I so appreciate it. He's, he's going to be five this year and he's a grown adult, man. He he's is. Very, he knows what he wants. He likes what he likes. Very much so. And I love that discernment. <laughs> right. Because if you could have that at a kid age and, and we respect it, like, mm-hmm. it's not like we're like, no, you going to drink. Like he's right. like, I like blue. Yep. Blue. He said red only sometimes when there's no blue available. Like that's what he said. <laughs> so I appreciate him for being so uh, he's just so intuitive and he knows. And I'll definitely share my story with him because I want him to know before eighteen. You're mm-hmm. right. Like eighteen is way too deep in. I mean, mm-hmm. kids nowadays committed suicide in elementary school. Nine years old. I mean, taking themselves out, oh that's too God. much for me. And so, I know that my nephew is an introverted soul, and he lives in an extroverted space. Mm-hmm. And that is a struggle for me to grasp, because I know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as bad when I was a kid, because in the 90s, you just didn't go outside. You didn't want to go outside, you didn't go outside. 
But now it's like, you know, on social media, you know, like he might be one of those kids who don't want a Facebook, don't want an Instagram. He loves, you know, coding, gaming. Like that's his jam. That's what mm-hmm. he loves. And it's not the norm for everybody. And they might not get that. And I want him to never feel alone in that space. Mm-hmm. Because I was the Harry Potter kid who, when I got in trouble, I got sent outside. Mm-hmm. Like that was punishment. I want to play. I want to get cut, dirty, sweat. I don't like to stink. I don't want to. Nobody say, ew, you smell like outside. I did not want that. No. I got that every day. Oh, I was the opposite. I was like, every I don't. Day. These kids smell bad. I don't. I always smell Very like outside. bougie. <laughs> like, getting me to play manhunt with you lucky. Okay? I would ride bikes for sure. I would rollerblade. But yeah. double dutch, that was it. Mm-hmm. Any of those activities, I was not playing in nobody's wingworm sand. Yeah. Like, I was so adamant about I was a grandma. And so, I know what it looks like to be the different person in a world of what is normal is not who you are. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to feel alone. And so, I'll probably share this story when he's old enough to experience something like that where he feels like he's alone in the world. And that would be my way of telling him that he's not. Yeah. I'll share the story of how I felt alone and how I came out of it and yeah. all the good parts of life because I don't know if his mom has experienced that. I've never asked my siblings yeah. have they gone through it. But I've definitely told them and shared my story. So mm-hmm. it's my hope that if they ever, God forbid, experience what I've gone through or some part of it, that they will share with me because they know that I've been there. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know. Any little kid in my life, any young person, anybody who is not me, not even younger, but anybody who is not me, like, I got to a point where I was like, I'm going to tell somebody about this shit because I was that girl Yeah. that nobody would believe, right? Like, had I done that, the stories would have been like, Kenesha, no. Because we know someone like that. Yes. And we're still in shock. So To this day. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And... I was able to get through it because I I was already there first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I get it. I get how you could be most likely to see popular person, tons of friends, super smart, funny, and still feel like you're by yourself here. Nobody gets it. Nobody in the world gets it. That is a, such a lonely feeling. Yeah. Again, I felt super alone in a crowded room. And I made sure I was in crowded ass rooms. I was like, I'm just go out and have some drinks. And I'll be in there like, I hate everything here. Mm. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this life. This room is stupid. This is dumb as fuck. I don't Mm. even want this out. Like, I would be in my head about everything. Drinking mimosas, hating Mm. every moment of it. Mm. And I love mimosas. Mimosas is such a great time. (laughs) But in the moment, I was like, this is dumb as fuck. I'm about to get alcohol poisoned. Like, that was was my real ass thoughts on Mm -hmm. a daily basis. That shit was so sick. It wasn't sick. And it happened like like that. Mm. One day I was happy. The next day I was super sad. Mm. Just bad. And the brain. Yeah. I just don't even know how it happened. I can't even pinpoint when it happened. It just happened one day. And I just remember downhill, downhill, downhill until I picked myself back up and started doing other things. But yeah, I'll definitely share it with him when he's old enough to have experiences where he's going to feel like an outsider looking in. Mm. Yep. So. Shit, that's gonna be like fifth grade. Yep, because these kids, it's not even fifth grade. Scary. I mean, same friend I have who's teaching. He telling me stories about these fourth graders, these first graders. I'm like, I don't understand. Oh my god, yeah, fourth grade is the worst. The worst. I didn't even tell you the story about what they're doing in the school. I'll tell you that after the podcast. Okay, guys, I can't. I don't even want to divulge. It's not even on the news, so let's keep it that way. God damn. Wow. But yeah. My goodness. Well, again, I appreciate you for sharing. I'm so friend. glad you're here. Thanks, so glad. Same. Uh, yeah. It's that's it, why y'all see me on Instagram dancing and shit because uh, since I was about <laughs> to be here like four years ago. Okay, so when you see me traveling and crying on people's beaches, <laughs> tis why, niggas. I got <laughs> tons of life to celebrate. I'm out here every day, living like well, whatever. Like let's do it. Turn up. Themes, yeah. parties, anniversaries, showering people with tons of love, all of that shit. Because the more you celebrate life, the more the there, there is in life to celebrate. celebrate. Boom. Exactly. Boomer. Yes. Love bomb. Yes. Boomer. <laughs> you know what? I think we might have to do a two part to this. Yeah, this is good. Because I think, you know what? <laughs> First of all, I think the people need to digest this. Yeah. 
listen to every word and maybe rewind certain parts because yeah. you, you shared so much and it was so so vulnerable and so on point and so appreciated because I don't think I know anyone who has not been depressed. Yeah. I couldn't point to anyone in my life who hasn't. And I don't know how deep that depression ran mm-hmm. for all people because they don't, not everyone wants to divulge, right? And it, it looks so different. Yep. And so I really want people to hear this and share it with someone who might be going through something. Share it with themselves, listen to it every now and then because mm-hmm. this you, I'm pointing at Kanisha, is mm-hmm. what it looks like to come out on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to come out on the other side because there's going to be dark times. Yep. There will be. And how we bounce back is the story. That's the part of the story. Yep. And so... That is the... Like, that's... Every, like, every story that you've seen, every movie, mm-hmm. everything you read, where somebody goes through something super traumatic... For the most part, for me, I've seen a silver lining. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't look like the person winning the game and make the jump shot. Or get the GED buzzer, on yeah, the first like, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or night school. Right. <laughs> but they learn a lesson. Yeah. And again, what I realize is that every experience in this lifetime is temporary. Mm. And when I look back at my life today, what I'm grateful for is the moments that I've experienced with the people that I've experienced it with. And I could die tomorrow, and I'm so full. I am so full. It makes me so happy, y'all. I'm, like, literally tearing up right now because I am good. Like, I could be gone, and I'd be like, I live the most phenomenal life of my life. <laughs> okay? I've lifed out. And Cue um, Beyonce, I was here. <laughs> Girl, you know how that goes. My birthday goes. Listen, when she pulled up to my house on her birthday... <laughs> Did you hear me? I was like, yep, she's here. I was here. Like, the whole song. I'm like, dramatic. I'm looking through the people, like, nope, she's gonna wait till the song's over. I'm gonna just go back and it's like, I ain't two minutes and 34 seconds. I've got time. (laughs) I've got time to listen. But no, it's real. Like, this is temporary, but I've gotten to such a spiritual place, but I get it. I get that the physical world could leave me and I would still be okay because I am spiritually sound. I'm good. I know who I am. I know the purpose that I have here and I'm living it out every single day. Right. And so whatever could happen and I'd be like, well, I'm good. Thank you. Mm. It's been fun. I'll see y'all. I'll see (laughs) you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And, and so, yeah, that level of, it takes a lot though. Mm. It ain't gonna happen tomorrow, y'all. It doesn't happen in a day. It doesn't happen in a year. This is, again, like I told Nia earlier, 29 years in the making to get to this point today. So what y'all see is like P on the alphabet. (laughs) It's definitely not A and it ain't Z, but it's definitely like I'm peeing right now. (laughs) Which I have to after this third glass of wine. (laughs) But when Uh, you look back, it's like a bomb pop. Yeah. (laughs) I have one for you. Man! I saved it for times like this to rob like this. But, um... <laughs> you are my friend. Uh, yes. I was going to give it to you on your birthday, but you already had one. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm making friends, whatever. Anyway, but when you look back, it's like it was just yesterday, right? Yeah. So, although it takes a while to get to this point, when you turn around, it's like, you know what? It wasn't that I bad. I made it. It's, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Because... No. As you get older, the years feel like they're flying by anyway. Girl. So time is going to move regardless. Listen. What are you going to do in between? My birthday was yesterday and it's pumpkin spice season. <laughs> and that goes to show you that nobody cares. <laughs> no. But, uh, but yes, please, please take some gems out of this, guys. Yes. Allow Oof, my experience to be uh, a tool that helps you put words to feelings. Yes. Because I was the one who had the feels and no words. And I didn't know what to call this shit. And I knew it was taboo, and I grew up not believing in any psychologist or psychiatrist or no therapist, none of that. But at the end of the day, I, again, found little ways to give my life meaning and light until I could do better. Or do I could do more, not better. So. That was a word. I can only tell with one hand. <laughs> Hose is over here showing out with their two, fit, two hand snaps, but I'm over here left hand strong right now. <laughs> yes, left hand. <laughs> until I get the right hand that's together. That's a good hand. That's a good hand. Exactly. <laughs> one time I had to do that from the TV, I was like, and I'm good. <laughs> I don't need this hand because that's like dapping somebody with the wrong hand. Ooh. And somebody tried to do that shit. Awkward. Like, oh. You be like, 
<laughs> what am I like? Put no. your hand down. Uh, <laughs> Disrespectful. Like, no, it's stupid. It just feels like, like did you just curse at me. Yeah, bad like, carpal tunnel. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated. Alright. <laughs> What's your love bomb? Do I need one? Cause you gave you one. Bomb Shit. I mean, you just dropped the whole bomb on them. Um, but what I would say, okay. if I have to. <laughs> It's to be a little nicer to people. You Please. you never know what somebody's going through. Yes. Sometimes, like Kanisha said before, depression shows up so different on so many different people. Mm-hmm. You never know what if that actually is it. Mm-hmm. And so somebody who's just being rude, who just always has an attitude, or somebody who's just a Debbie Downer, you never that could be their way of showing that they're depressed. Mm-hmm. And just being a little nicer might be the difference. So have some kindness. I love that. What about you? My love bomb would be that we are all one occurrence away from a different life. Mm. And don't judge people based on what you see today because you and them are one occurrence away from some totally different ass life. Like split second decision type difference. And so just be mindful of that as you go through whatever it is that you're going through. Again, things are temporary in this lifetime. In every lifetime, things are temporary if you believe in that. Um... But nothing is to be here forever, mm. except for the world. I'm hoping. Uh, I also don't know. I know the Amazon is here. The Amazon. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but while we know that this is temporary, just have the understanding that you're just one blink away from a different life, mm-hmm. and so that should make you appreciate what where you are today and what you have today and where you're going tomorrow because you're speaking positive things into your life every day. Yes. Love bomb. For sure. So, this is part one of this portion of mental health um, series. And we'll be back with a part two soon. Part two soon. (laughs) Part two soon. I'm over here like, (laughs) boom. I just wanted to rhyme that. (laughs) All right, friends. We're out of here. We'll see y'all on Instagram Live. So, make sure you follow us. You thought it. We said it. Is our Instagram handle, and when you follow us, you of course will follow our Music Mondays, Talk Tuesdays. Um, that's definitely not how it's it changes. Okay, because we missed Monday this week, so it's tune, on it's tune Tuesdays. Tune Tuesdays. You just gonna get music. You gonna right. get pictures. You are gonna get moments, and you're gonna get your life. Yeah. And then you can join us on Instagram Live every Wednesday. We let you know the time via our Instagram page. But make sure you follow, again, at You Thought It, We Said It, and at the HBCU app, which is where we co-host our Instagram Live episodes on Wednesdays. So, yeah. Yes, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast Mm -hmm. on your favorite podcast platform. If you are following our Instagram, just click on the link in our bio, and all of them are listed there. He is a queen of... I just try to make it easy for the people. Love it. So we're on eight podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Play. (laughs) So make sure you subscribe so you know exactly when we drop a new episode, which is weekly. Yes. For the most part. We've been doing really great, though. Shut up. Oh, that was that. They had to see that. We got wine glasses and they're empty. We missed, yeah. Yeah. So that's they're empty. Um, But yes, you'll know when we drop new episodes if you subscribe and be sure to rate us. We take five stars only. That's it. And share this episode with someone who you think of when you listen to it. Mad people, because you're going to think of mad people listen. and everybody. Matter of fact, put it in the group chat. That's Just what you do. put yep. it in the group. Like, hey, y'all, listen to this, because we all yeah. need it. Say yeah. we, not y'all. Right. <laughs> Don't be that girl. Don't yes, be that girl. Yes. Not the preachy friend. <laughs> um, and if you ever have any instances where you feel like you are down and out, depressed, email us. You thought it, we said it at gmail.com. We will get you as much advice or help that you can get from us and uh, we'll support you in whatever that looks like yes and if you or somebody you know is potentially feeling suicidal um there's a suicide prevention lifeline and that number is 1-800-273-8255 again the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 Hi, friends. Until next time. Bye.